So I have one thing that's driving me that's simplify and scale because that's really my motto because when I'm able to do that, it was a hard one in the background because if it is simple in the front, there's a lot of work in the background. But this is what's driving me because you know the simpler it is for someone who's using anything, a system, whatever, or a process, the better the company can scale as well. This is Sales Ops Demystified, the number one most downloaded podcast in sales operations. We invite the brightest minds in sales ops onto the show to deconstruct the what, why, and how behind rep productivity, forecasting, metrics, and all things revenue. This podcast is brought to you by EBSA, a revenue intelligence platform used to identify risk in the pipeline and score customer engagement and is sponsored by the Global Sales Operations Association and the UK Revenue Operations Network. Hello. And welcome to another very special episode of the Sales Ops Demystified podcast. Today, we're joined by Sylvia Bierman, who has an extensive, I'm sensing, 25 years experience in the sales ops, in the sales world, previously has worked at HP, Oracle, and Salesforce. Sylvia, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. I'm very pleased to be here and excited to see what's coming up. Amazing. So I want to go back and understand when you when you got your first taste for sales ops. And I understand this may not have been in a like labeled sales ops role. It may have been when you were doing some other kind of sales related role. But what, when was that? And what was it about sales ops that like uh, grabbed you? Um, it's quite a long time ago when it comes to that because you know just I'm purely coming from the sales background. So where I started, and um, I had the pleasure pleasure or the curse as well, doing all the jobs myself. So I really stepped up the ladder and I had the experience. And through that, I really learned how important it is to focus on processes and how make it easy for all of the people working in processes. Um, and this is where it became that I digged into it, you know, the one hand really understanding um, the, the business side, because that's a process as well. And that's going to apply internally and externally. And one of the things I've learned through my time when I worked for an ERP company, because if you look at that, you need to look at processes. If you don't do that, it's going to hurt you very well. So this is where it started. Makes sales sense. So you realize the importance of process in sales. Mm-hmm. And then so would you feel would you say that up until today that's been like the that's still the value you see in sales ops? Is adding process to sales, making the sales a team more well, I don't want to say reliable, but more predictable almost. Uh, definitely. So I have one thing that's driving me that's simplify and scale because that's really my motto because when I'm able to do that, 
it was a hard one in the background because if it is simply in the front, there's a lot of work in the background. But this is what's driving me because you know the simpler it is for someone who's using anything, a system, whatever, or a process, um, the better the company can scale as well. Makes sense. I would love to go back to one of your previous roles and if you could, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, um, if you could give an example of where you've taken something simplified and then scaled it that would i think that would be really valuable for the audience yeah um so the moment um you looking into for example compensation it's a very complex theme and partially it is in finance and partially as it is in sales ops or revenue ops it depends how you look at it and doing it manually is such a big work and then moving it forward using a system and selecting a system and then implementing it, that was a huge and a big step forward, making life easy. Makes total sense. What are you, th- what are you seeing right now in the world of sales ops that you think is, is super important that maybe wasn't so important like three years ago? Yeah. Um, what I think is most important in businesses, not thinking in silos. You know, you can look only at sales operations on one hand, but there isn't only a single system. It is the whole process again. And if you're not paying attention to what happening, what happens before, meaning when it comes to marketing or really doing um, demand generation, then you probably get, then you're probably missing stuff in the middle in the sales process itself. And as well, if you don't do it right there, then everything what's coming in the background, meaning post customer um, customer success and as well finance is going to hurt you so it is it is the process not a silo that's what it is interesting so when you see other departments in the, in the revenue function that are maybe not communicating with each other they're doing they have their own goals they're doing their own thing this frustrate this is frustrate well maybe not frustrating this is an opportunity for improvement definitely absolutely awesome. I, I also understand that you have entrepreneurial experience. I'd be very interested to know how that has helped you in the world of sales ops, if it has. Uh, yes, it has. Because the only thing you do when you start your own business, and that's what I did, is um, you need to do everything yourself. There isn't, there's no one who's helping you to set up systems. There's no one you helping you to buy stuff or sell stuff. You all need to do it yourself. And if you only on yourself or probably have one or two employees working with you, you really need to think about it. How can it be simple and how can I scale and do it fast? And having that experience, it helps a lot how hard it is to do a job doesn't matter what kind of job you do. So it comes back again to simplify and scale. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. Next, I, I like to talk about um, productivity with reps. And maybe this comes back to simplifying and scaling as well. Is Could you share a time previously where you've done something that has boosted rep productivity, what you did and what the uh, result was? Most of the time, uh, being in sales is you're looking for data. You know, it's just when you drive your business, when you drive your territory, uh, the most important thing is having data at hand 
to talk to customers that you have an understanding of their vertical. How do they do their business? And as well, probably have some data uh, at hand, how you can, um, yeah, back them. These, the, the data helps you to back up what you're talking about in the whole process. And this is what I really focused on, you know, is just having reportings and dashboards right at hand for them. And as well, the ideal version is that you're not only having these uh, kind of information in uh, the sales operations part, you have ideally the BI part in the team as well. They can really deep dive and help them. Because if they don't have to spend time doing it themselves, they can scale and have time for their own business. Got it. So giving, oh, so to pick up on one thing, when you say their own business, you, you mean like the salesperson's business, like the pew. Okay, awesome. That's a good, that's an interesting analogy. Um, so what you're saying is give the salespeople the information they need so they don't have to spend their time going to find it so they can spend more time selling. Yeah. Specifically, what information are we just talking about? Like how many employees their prospect has, or if, can we? What other information can we give them to make them more effective? Mm-hmm. What is the real life of a customer? When you think about a customer, um, how do you how you how can you be a business partner for them, knowing and supporting them how to drive their business? So the one thing is that you have a good interaction and knowing what's specific to the vertical. And most of the time, there are some data points you can help. You know, just what do you need to know when you talk to someone who is in the media business? How many media companies are there? The big ones, the small ones, the the very small ones. How do they drive their business? And how much revenue do they make? What is the proportion of a market? How do you look into market sizes? Do they want to explore different kinds of markets? So you're coming from a different point talking about business and you can back that up with data. And this is really where it comes into play, I would say. That's life. So we're not just talking about how many employees the company has. We're talking about like rich information about the industry or about the client, which just makes the salesperson basically look and sound amazing, despite the fact that they haven't put any work. Well, you guys have been putting the work in to give them that information. That makes total sense. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. My final question before we move to Alex is, who in the world of sales ops would you most like to take for lunch? thought about it and I couldn't come up with a name, but I cannot come up with a different name I would love to have lunch with. And that's mm. Ariana Huffington. Why do I say that? She's kind of an impressive, impressive person for me, uh, not only as a woman in her role, but what she did and what she's doing at the moment is she's, making normal stuff like how you gain energy into life and put it into business more accessible and more normal, I would say, that people talk about it. So she's the one. She is uh, absolutely amazing. I listened to an episode with her on Tim Ferriss' podcast recently. She's just really, really great. I totally agree. I think that's a great one. Although not sales ops, I'm going to let you have a Sylvia because it was such a great response. <laughs> um, and to be honest, I bet Ariana Huffington would have sales ops related insights that we could all learn from anyway. Um, amazing. Alex, I'm going to hand over to you for some more sales ops specific questions. Thanks. We can see if we can get her on the show then, Tom. 
Let's see what I can answer, Alex. <laughs> there we go. And we'll set up the group lunch. Um, no, thanks. Thanks so much, Sue. It was really interesting and um, listening um, to what you said. And, and like Tom said, the th- clear things that stood out was, was simplifying scale, but also just how you explained everything so simply. So apologies as I'm now going to try and make you go in more detail. I hope it doesn't break the beautiful simplicity. But how... how I just thought it was such a helpful picture you gave us. If we can make the front end simple, then we can scale, but that means the back end is complex. So how do you, how, what sort of advice do you have for approaching a task where you say, look, we need to make this process more seamless, more simple, so that we can really get to it? And how, how do you go about trying to sort of fix that? Yeah, it depends where you start. You know, if you have a green field, you can start from scratch. That's always easy. You know, it's just that that's most of the time not happens. So you have an infrastructure that's there. And um, what I'm really doing is looking at the infrastructure and saying, okay, what, what can we keep in place? What is set up in a good way and what does need to change? So there's, there's where, where I started. And then what happens over the time and what I saw in the companies is really, it is a clutter. So to be, to, to use a nice word, but you know, it's just it's often so messy and people don't touch it because it is a lot of work. So, um, what I've done then is really, okay. How can I make sure that the day-to-day business is running and there are little steps moving forward? And how can I make sure that we declutter the history um, and what it's needed there? Because if, if you declutter, then the front is going to be much easier as well. Thank you. Yeah, uh, very helpful. And yeah, so, so breaking it, breaking it down, understanding the good and the bad. And then also, you didn't quite say this, but I think you're probably alluding to it, but potentially build it in bits. You don't, you don't have to aim for hundred percent straight away. Let's, you know, yeah. And, and really helpful again, splitting the green field out from the, the existing yeah. infrastructure to work around. Yeah, no, thank you. I think everyone, <laughs> simplicity, I think it's, it's a quote from someone from Apple, it's you know, something you, you, you instantly recognize, but it's very hard to design. So um, that's very helpful. Thank you. Um, I was just also interested about some of the things you were saying about the, the value of, of data um, and particularly getting it beyond just operations or even management and really into the hands of users. Um, and really the avenue I wanted to explore was how, how do we do that? And by that, I mean, what's the best, well, some of the best ways to package up data. So for example, you know, some people say, oh, I've got five dashboards for my users and you know full mm-hmm. well they're not going to look at all of them. Maybe you can do one, but have you got any other things apart from just dashboards and reports, any other ways that you try and get data into your users' hands? Uh, mainly dashboards and reports and uh, a weekly summary of something. Because most of the time when people get a weekly summary in their inbox, in the email, and they see something that's eye-catching, they drill down into the data. Because that's how often uh, what it used. Um, And so uh, reports and dashboards, what I really aim for is as well simplifying or minimizing it. Um, and I often push back as well if someone is saying, okay, I need this and this, this and this and this. You know how it is. You know, the more it isn't often the better. And I always ask it, what do you want to do with it? So what is this good for? Because having data is one thing, but it's not actionable. Or if you cannot read it because it's too much, then you don't use it. So you have to make it usable on a day-to-day business or in a um yeah weekly basis that you can do something with it 
Brilliant. Thank you. So, and then how, what would you, what would you say is the sweet spot that you found in terms of how, how would you go about getting a, building a dashboard for an end user? Do you, do you sort of have, have it around different areas that they need to focus on and therefore there's a few different ones where you try and put it all in one? What, what's sort of your approach on the, the keeping it simple and manageable side? Yeah, it depends in which position you are. You know, I'm looking at the position and then where I'm coming from. Uh, when I'm looking at myself, when I was in sales management, uh, the, the question I always had, how do I drive my business? And then I say, okay, how's the territory? How many people do I have? Where do I need to focus on? What are the industries? Where do I need to develop my business? So that's that's one of the big buckets. And then the day-to-day stuff, you know, it's just, do I have enough pipeline? Um, how's the rolling pipeline? Can I manage it? How are the stages? Are we driving the pipelines through the stages? And then helping people really to understand the same. Because, you know, it's just when I'm looking at it as a manager, it doesn't help them because if they don't understand why I'm using it, um, then they don't know what to do with it as well. And most of the time, if you let them understand what are the consequences or what you can do with it, it's going to help a lot. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks. That's that's really helpful. I think you know, we've certainly found that once you, if you can tailor reports or dashboards to both managers and users, you know, slightly different, but with the same understanding of the data, you can really help bring people to work together and, and a real strengthening rather than data is somehow this stick where you're just trying to figure out where you can beat me for my lack of performance. It's like, this is how we can work. Yeah. Collaboratively and really get the most out of each other and, and benefit the most of our time together. Cause you know, simply part of the manager's role is the development of the, their direct reports and the more help insightful you can be in where they're, you know, having success and, and where there's some issues, the more you can focus time on things that are really going to help develop them rather than the stuff that's just the noise. And have it, have you ever seen people evolving or developing when you punish them? I haven't. So. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yes, no, no, fantastic. Thank you. That's all that's all super helpful. And um um yeah, I think I think as we've done, you you you've just been super clear. I, I, I think that's that's really helpful. So thank you. You're welcome. Amazing. Any any other question? I, I think for now, I think what I what I took away to two things. I'm gonna call we're gonna call this episode Simplify mm-hmm. and Scale, of course, on sales optimistified for the alliteration, but also so that's one big thing. But the second thing was about your actually two things. So the rep having being their own business and then our job or the sales ops function job is to equip them, for example presenting them with information that's going to make them amazing, which is going to make them sell more and more commission for them, but also increase revenue for the company. So I think that's a lovely like win-win-win situation for everybody. And that's the thing that I would love the audience to take away. So Sylvia, thank you so much for being so generous with your time and wisdom. Thank you as well, Tom, for inviting me and as well, Alex. And it was fun. So happy to do it again. And I still stick with Ariana. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. She's coming on the show for sure. Perfect. I'm there. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sales of Demystified podcast. If you are listening on a podcast listening application, then please subscribe, rate and review. And if you have any questions about the show, if you know a guest or if you have any questions about sales operations, just hit me up at tomhunt at ebster.com. That's tomhunt at ebster.com.